Welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward thinking, out of the box minds in health, consciousness, mindset, and spirituality. This show inspires our listeners to improve their body and mind, and our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior and shift the balance in the current paradigm. Hey, what's up everyone? In this episode of the Send Podcast, we're joined by super conscious living, podcast host and meditation teacher, Corey Allen. This was such a mind meld of a conversation and we really covered some cool stuff and dug, it, dug into some cool areas as well in this podcast. However, each week we have very deep conversations with all different types of people from the Iceman Wim Hof, inspirational and motivational speaker Prince Ear, UFC fighter Carlos Condit, to Stephen K. Hayes, who spent 10 years being the bodyguard of the Dalai Lama. But in this episode, Corey has a beautiful mind, which has some incredible insights into the world that we live in. And thankfully, he shared them with us today. Corey also gave us a glimpse into, into what life is truly like when you take a stand in who and what you are. He shows us what life is, what life can give us, and what we can give to others when we become who we are. We also talked about what it is to be human and what makes us human. We also talked about the process of being more mindful. And towards the end of this podcast as well, Corey also carried out and talked us through a practice to analyse our own thoughts that we can use every day. And it's definitely worth sticking around to hear that, as it could become such a powerful tool and listen for you guys to use every day. Within this podcast as well, there are some great lessons that I learned. And lesson one, Start asking yourself the questions that matter in your life. Lesson two, choose your friends wisely because they impact you in all areas of your life. And lesson three, believe in something bigger than yourself. But before we jump off this podcast, also please don't forget to leave a review of the podcast and just let us know what you think. And why not even tell a friend about the podcast as well? And even if you don't think some of your friends are interested in these type of deep conversations, it's still worth giving it a try and telling them about these things because you never know, they might also be on the same journey as you. So you never know. So reach out to a friend and tell them about the podcast and it might just change your life and also change someone else's life. So without further ado, Corey Allen. Going good, are you all right? I'm great, man. Just uh, highly caffeinated right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be ready enough for this one, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, just doing good, man. Um, been recording stuff most of the morning, and um, here we are. Yeah, cool. cool. Well, Corey, I'd just like to say welcome onto the podcast, and uh, we're so grateful for your time. Just really looking forward to going deep. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Corey, like uh, most of the time, like we ask like the guests, like how did they begin their journey? Mm-hmm. But like this time, we want to start off pre-birth. Like, what was the story there for you? Like, obviously, like speaking hypothetically or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, like, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that um, pre-birth, that I was a very long series of vibrations, which was resonating in all things through the fabric of the cosmos, like all of us, and that 
um, as all points of fractal energy converge and diverge to create the fractal, there was a swelling and a natural pathway in which those energetic resonances in the cosmos converged and a new life needed to be dumped out into the, uh, you know, this dimension and this layer of the cosmos. And uh, here I took the elevator down and it spat <laughs> me out and here I am. But, you know, that's not yeah, special. That's, that's the thing is that's not that's just what has everyone's experiencing. I think that that's just yeah, yeah. Know, that uh, it's not relative to me. I think that that's sort of in a abstract way um, to describe my viewpoint on the energy of life, you know, not, and not just human life. Of course, all things, the same type of thing I just described you know, that shit happens to a leaf and, uh, you know, an, an ant and a whale and planets. You know, I think that we're growing out of the the universe, you know. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it really was beautiful. So, Corey, we've had your pre-birth stories. <laughs> so how did your journey begin from pre-birth, like being a very long series of vibrations to now being like Corey Allen, a composer, master and engineer, podcast host and meditation teacher from Austin, Texas. Like what sparked you into educating yourself and started you off on your journey of self-development in this cosmos? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, just the earlier part of my life, um, it, it naturally kind of the, my upbringing, my experience as I was younger, it all led me to this path of, um, needing to find a solid um, base of empathy, of patience, and um, for whatever reason, you know, I always had a lot of patience and yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of empathy, you know, and, you know, it's interesting is that I was actually thinking about this, is that I also, it is okay to, well, I don't know, what's your podcast rated? Is it is it PG thirteen? Yeah, you can see what you want. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, didn't want to, you know, offend grandma, but you know, my my. I was thinking about this recently. Is that my you know part of my personality is is a very very patient, very very um, very loving and very open type of personality. But the dichotomy of that is that I also have this real fuck you type of per part of my personality too, which yeah, yeah. is a funny dynamic. You know, I think I got that from my dad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, right? But yeah, uh, yeah so it's kind of funny is that I've gone through life with this, just through the series of events that I experienced, it made me ex like fiercely um, autodidactic, you know, um, because my, yeah, yeah. you know, as far as my family structure goes, not to go too much into it, but my my father wasn't around, and so, you know, I had to kind of all of that thing, things where he, you know, you you learn that half of the world from your father. You know, they show you all those things, or hypothetically, they show you what the world is like. But I didn't have that, and so basically, what I had was this at a very early age, this desire and understanding that if I wanted to know things about this world, I had to figure it out for myself. And that really sent me into this, this path of, of discovery. And, and kind of the more that I was able to follow my intuition, the more I started teaching myself, the more hungry I got. And the more I realized that the more I learned that the, you know, kind of um, this map collecting idea, uh, where the more I could add to my map, my subjective map of reality, 
you know, the greater that my worldview and my, my perspective would be. And that is sort of this actually comes from this place of um, anti-authority. I, I very much have this, this strong yeah. feeling of anti-authority. Um, and so even in thought systems, in philosophies, you know, I digested the Western and Eastern canons of philosophy and was like, all right, cool. So what's what's next? What's in the cracks yeah. of all that shit? And um, and what can I what's some original experience? What can I find out of myself? Why stop there? Keep going. And that kind of urge to to figure out what the fuck is going on in this world and yeah. what it means to be human. Not that we'll ever figure that out, but like coming to can I come to terms with my human existence and being embedded in this my consciousness in this form. But all of that feeds into and is balanced by the empathy and patience and and kind of infinite love that I cultivated over the years. Um, both yeah, of like these that. things just came from, both of these things came from necessity. And whenever I, I recognized them, I um, just nurtured them and nurtured them and nurtured them until, you know, I started seeing these results and how people, how I related to people, how my um, consciousness was expanding, um, how I felt internally, how I could tell people felt about me and how I could kind of, you know, be there for people in either a way to, um, and myself, you know, either a, a way to make people feel comfortable and, you know, um, expand their, their perspective or also give them that kind of, you know, anti-authority, go fuck yourself. Like, man, get out there yeah. and make your own, live your fucking dream. You're going to die at the end of this, you know, and it's yeah, like yeah. cheesy as that sounds in some ways. It's like you're, you gotta, you know, go out there and do what you can, do what you want to do, find a way, you know, and, and, um, yeah, so that's kind of where all that came from. Yeah, I think we all need that bit of like, um, like sort of like fuck you attitude. I think because I think that's what pushes it to that next level. But I think Corey as well. I think there's like there is there is like amazing trend now all over the world. Like people waking up. But I still like I still think there's that pull though and resistance, and I see it. Oh, I still see it all the time. And then actually something that happened to me a few um week, uh, week back as well was I posted like a video on my Instagram account, and because I've like been getting the dancing in the morning, like it's part of my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And I had like um like so called like past friends like saying like what the hell are you doing and things like that, like I've lost the plot, but for me that's that's them coming from a, like a place of fear on their behalf, Certainly. and they're trying like and they, yeah and they're trying to put me down because they don't want me to do something because they haven't got like the bottle to do it themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I mean that's you know that's always going to be a part of any mm-hmm. change you know and it's like there's this idea that um everyone's waking up or people are starting to wake up. I think this has been a, it's a process which is, has been occurring since humans became self-aware. Um, there, there'll always be these, there's complexities to, to life and to our consciousness as a species. And yeah. it's always unfolding. It's in this permanent shockwave of the horizon of our consciousness is continually unfolding. Right. And so yeah, yeah. I think that perhaps, so we can talk about it with more ease now because of the connectivity of the Internet. Um, but the, as much as that unfolding has always continued, um, there, there will also be this other thing, which is whenever people see you changing, sort of a twofold thing. One is people in your life system that see you changing. It makes them uncomfortable because in their subjective perception of their own world, you're playing this character, you know, like you're, you're this sitcom yeah. character. And whenever you go off script it challenges and causes dissonance in their worldview and so oftentimes the response to that is either rejected 
or to criticize it. And the criti- criticizing things, I think, is like this fundamental part of human existence, this judgment thing. It's in our, you know, in our monkey DNA to, to we need to believe on this reptilian brain sort of level, like that we're better than other animals, like yeah. other humans to believe that we have the worth to continue to try and propagate, which is our main goal as an organism. So there's like this part of the deepest symbols that fit together in the very bottom of our brains. We'll always have that judgment. Like I, I'll be sitting in my car and someone will walk across the crosswalk and I'll be like, God, oh, look at that dumb motherfucker with a man bun. But it's not, <laughs> it's nothing personal. And apologies yeah. if either of you guys have man buns. Um, it's nothing, it's nothing personal. It's just this thought that comes up and it's like, I think it's this function of our, of our evolution. We have to kind of like assess and dismiss other organisms to, you know, just to kind of like, we have that part of us that wants to do that. So we believe that we are better, you know, so that we can go, um, regenerate. But if one of you recognizes that and those little thoughts do come up every once in a while, you just observe it and let it pass. It's like, oh, I laugh at it. You know, I'll be, I'll, I crack myself up all the time. I'll have a thought like that, and I'll just be the witness mind laughing at my ego, going like, <laughs> you know, what the fuck? What a goofy-ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, other person <laughs> that's inside of me, like, having I think that's things. beautiful, sorry. I think that's really beautiful, like, because you, 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 um, you understand that there's not just this Corey Allen... Um, who you are then there's also this other Corey Allen there's another Corey Allen so many different parts of you and every every part every part of this universe needs to see a little bit of it to see the real you mm-hmm. 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 yeah and you just you know I think that the more you get into uh, having a, a self-awareness about yourself and the different parts of yourself self which create the whole you um, the more you can kind of allow them to act Actually, do their thing in this way and allow them to be. You know, that was a you know, there's a long process. We we spend all this time um, trying to get out of ourselves. You know, we're always like trying to get out of our ego, trying to get out of our whatever X, Y, and Z, our our you know pain, our injuries, our our hangups, our negative imprintations, or whatever we're all carrying around. And you sort of have to get out of that in order to be able to get back into it and just allow that shit to not only exist in its place because it's, it's what you are, but also yeah. all those kind of flavors to merge together and really let the, the authentic you come out, you know? Yeah, certainly. Like, people just need to allow that real person to come out because that's who they truly are. They don't want to, People don't want to see their... People might have a perception of how they want to see you, but deep inside, you it's your life. It's like, this is your journey. You need to be you throughout it. You can't be... You can't be the boyfriend who the, the girlfriend wants. You can't be the son that the mother wants. You need to be the person who you truly are. Exactly, exactly. And that's a that's a lifelong pursuit, I believe. You know, it's like I I believe that like, like enlightenment is not, not a destination; it's a direction. You know, like you never um, there's not this I, this idea of there being this endpoint of enlightenment to me is completely fucking idiotic. Yeah. Because the second you think you've got it, that's when you know that's a confirmation you've lost it you know where you yeah, believe in your reality you know and you believe that you all right i figured it out it's like all right well you have you, your head's below water now asshole <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah definitely Corey. as well before when you um when you touched on you were talking about um like characters in society like something i've just thought about there like 
like sometimes I think we're like we're put on like we wear like think we wear these like fancy suits and we wear like uniforms and we pretend to play fake characters. Mm-hmm. And I, as, well, as well, like I remember like in a in a previous job I had, like people were so worried about making mistakes and they actually make like work their identity when it's not. It's like just a role that we're playing in society. Certainly, certainly, and that that extends to, you know, that's a very clear cut of it. You know, the the police officer is a is an easy one to. Uh, to, to look at there or a politician yeah. or a li- religious figure. And it's like, that that's kind of, you know, whenever I see, and, and I appreciate it, but whenever I see like Buddhists wearing um, their, their robes or something, I'm like, why are you wearing a funny costume? You know, yeah, like yeah. the same, but I, I feel that way about, you know, I mean, obviously it serves a purpose. There's ritual, there's ceremony, and those things can heighten those experiences. But, you know, it, you don't need any of that shit. You know, you don't need yeah. like you don't need to wear that to 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 be that thing matter of fact in most cases you um are diluting yourself if you are doing that you know because i think the the less we allow ourselves to interact with and play that game the more you can get out of playing that game and again all those examples of the police officer the religious figure whatever are, are just these extreme kind of cartoonish characterizations which are useful yeah. for this anecdote but in life like we're all wearing our costumes you know our yeah, person yeah. we're wearing our personalities and our we're projecting this subjective idea our subjective idea of what we think that we need to put out there to be most digestible and most you know successful however you define that in life but that whole thing's a fucking illusion man because like object the objective universe and the objective world like just getting even out of philosophy, just get into actual like perception being the state of our being. Like we have this world outside of our skin, this objective universe that none of us can fucking get at. We're all taking readings with our nervous system. We're these instruments scanning like flashlights in the dark, pulling in this information that's only relative to us. We're all experiencing these different hallucinations, these transient, you know, dreams of reality. And so to take your subjective input, your dream of what objective universe actually is, and you're calculating what other people's collective subjective perceptions are, and then putting out this image that you think is going to be the most digestible and affable, is a total fucking, you know, it's just yeah. a, it's such a waste of time. And the irony is that everyone's doing that to be, you know, cool and perceived to be, you know, attractive or whatever. And the people that you, we actually find cool are people who are just themselves. Yeah, yeah. There's the irony of it all. You know, it's like if you can just be yourself, that's when people will become attracted to you. Yeah. Mm. Like Corey, you mentioned before, like about um, about like authority figures, like the police and stuff like that. And I actually, just watched um, a video of the these U U.S. Pass Park Services, and like these guys were coming around, and they were arrested two people who were dancing. So all of a sudden. All these other people start dancing, and they arrested them as well. And it's like, why? Why have you just arrested that person who's just dancing? It's a dancing is a normal art form of movement, mm-hmm. and they were arrested for it. And it puts it's when you were talking there, Corey. It just signified in my mind and said, these people are doing a role in which they, which they, on who they think they are. They think they are these people who need to keep something calm. And when they see people dancing, that's out of the ordinary. That's a break away from the system. And that's what they need to stop. Anything that's out of the ordinary, they need to stop it in their own eyes. That's what I think. 
because they're frightened of it. Because they find that as fear. Anything that's out of the ordinary is fear. Right. And those, the, I look at that scenario, which obviously is like, it just makes me internally, it makes me laugh because I see that as intense fear. That's the dying gasp of that, you know, those police officers, they're just scraping and clawing. They're like, please, you know, they're, they're, hold, they're holding on to that role, you know, and that characterization yeah, yeah. With, with just gnashing teeth. And it's, it's really just sad, you know, more than anything. And funny, you know, like it's just fucking goofy yeah. <laughs> and it exposes the, um, you know, the, the falsity and that entire system, you know? Yeah, definitely. Even, Corey, even like when we, um, when we first started our podcast as well, like we had like a, um, a few friends who like, wouldn't we normally be interested in the stuff that we're talking about? And like, it was only just because it was our podcast that started to check it out. Mm-hmm. It was probably, probably in a way just to probably take the mic like in the, initially, like in their own mind, but then actually they thought like they started listening and thought, oh, this this is this shit's actually quite good, and then that started the shift in their mind, and then that felt amazing for me, and then I think sometimes when when that happens, I thought that that's when I know when I'm on the right path. Yeah, absolutely, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's really that's awesome. It, you know, it's it's funny how you probably if you try and bring up this whatever you want to call whatever we're talking about, is it you know increasing our mindfulness or something like that. If you try to speak to that, you know, a friend of yours while you're having a drink and you bring it up, they kind of can drift or whatever. But then yeah. in their, their own time in private, you know, if they listen to it on a podcast, then they're willing to listen. It's kind of funny how that yeah, can happen. That doesn't happen to me, uh, fortunately. But, I, but uh, you know, I could see how how uh, how that could certainly happen. Um, I tend to, I guess I know a lot of, I, guess I, think, I think everyone I know is really weird. <laughs> that's good though that's really yeah. good that's yeah. how we all want to be yeah <laughs> weird works weird works <laughs> totally yeah yeah definitely it does I think I think we all need that we need to be all a bit more weirder <laughs> the weirder we are the better we are <laughs> well for sure you know in what is weirdness weirdness is is uniqueness and uniqueness is individuality so if we're still talking about the same thing it's like if we're all just being ourselves, then we're all quote unquote weird, and uh, you know, then we're all we're all doing well. It's like we're we're all um, humanistically democratic. <laughs> this is democracy of the self that all of us need to to move towards. You know, but that's great, yeah. man. Not not to to derail uh, <laughs> what you were saying earlier. Yeah. The fact that you you're turning on your friends to to this type of thinking is. Um, yeah, it's wonderful, man. I mean, you know, that type of stuff creates these these shockwaves. It's like the the wheel of, you know, there's like that idea of poison into medicine. You know, it's like if you think about whenever someone does something like shitty in the world and there's some type of, of pain caused or some type of anger caused and that inflict is inflicted upon one person and then yeah, yeah. they go on through their life and then they inflict that upon someone else because they're feeling frustrated. And then someone feels hurt by that, and they go on, and then they inflict that upon someone else, and so forth and so on. It's like a it's like an illness or a disease, a, a virus that's passed to person to person. Yeah. And sometimes, whenever I feel someone does something negative to me, it can even be as simple as someone cutting me off in traffic or something. I will, I'll think about like, I wonder if that was like that was like Genghis Khan, like he killed someone, and then yeah. that upset their family, and then it like it got like thinner and thinner, and it was like passed on and passed on and passed on and passed on until this guy 
is like taking that negative emotion and, and inflicting on me. Um, but what you can do that poison to medicine thing is like you can take that negativity and you just let it go. And, and you're literally like you're, you're stamping out this shockwave of negativity that's flown through the cosmos until someone stops it out. And if you're really good at it, you can turn it into something positive. You can laugh at it and then pass that kind of cosmic guffaw onto somebody else. And so, yeah. you know, in the same structure of that idea, in your podcast, if you're turning on even one friend to, yeah. you know, this way of thinking, having a more mindful way of thinking or something like that, then that shit passes on the same way. You know, there's this counterbalance to that that transference of, of energy and of intention and and feeling and all of that. So that's a beautiful thing, man. Well done. Well, well yeah. done. I was just about to say that as well, because I think you've only just got to change one person, say, like, in a family household, but then it'll, like, cause a ripple effect through the rest of the family, like, and it'll incorporate on their kids, on their grandparents and everyone. You don't know who you're changing, really, when you say things. It's amazing. Totally. Totally. It, it always is... Sur- I, I think people would be surprised how much that type of stuff actually does pass on. You know, I'll, I'll run into someone who I haven't seen and five or six years and they'll say, Hey man, you remember, you know, back, back whenever, whenever we were talking about this thing and you said X, Y, and Z and they'll be like, man, that really stuck with me. And I, I, you know, got made some changes in my life and did this and did this. And it really led to me being a lot happier. I'll yeah. be like, I have no recollection of that, <laughs> you know, but, but it's awesome. It's like the thing that I forgot about, you know, it meant something to somebody and, and, uh, you know, our, our, our our words are this form of magic, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, and not that you should go around like some, some, you know, douchebag going like, Oh, my, you know, some precious assholes and everything I say is magic, but to, <laughs> to keep it, to, you know, to keep it in like in mind, whenever you say, say something sour or you say something nice, like, Hey man, that could, that could help somebody out. You know, that could, could actually someone could take that with them or you know something negative someone could take that with them so don't don't be an asshole you know but it's yeah. it's kind of amazing what we can pass on you know yes yeah, definitely um it's like we said before um if like you change one person in the household i th- i was just thinking there and i wanted to see it because i think there'll be a lot of people who do change and when they do show the family the family might laugh it off and that but if you're really strong with who you are, with this whole change, like you've got to really embrace the change for them to see it. You, you've got to start eating the fresh food and for your family to see it so they can really, you know what, he's actually changed. He really looks better. He looks healthier. He looks happier. And when you really embrace that change, that is when the whole family is going to change. It might not just be like a couple of words on a podcast. That It might change the person, but it's going to be the actions of that person who's going to change his family. So that's how I'm, I'm viewing it. So if there are people out there like who are wanting to see change in their family, I want you to really implement these changes and really take action right now because that's when you're going to see growth within your whole family and not just within yourself. Totally. I mean, that, that's what you've got to do, not only for yourself, but you know, if, if, you're, if there are people in your life who you would like to you know, see them be happier and healthier and you think that some type of thought or something or or change could help them then yeah you just have to you know people will have that resistance because you're kind of redefining your paradigm um and but what they they can't deny is proof so you're totally right you know if you just got to stick to your gun that's how 
that's something that people ask me quite often is like, how do you change? How do you actually stick with it? Yeah. And it's like, we well, just got to keep, you got to keep doing it. You know, you keep staying. And whenever people do kind of pull back a little bit, yeah, you just, that's okay. That's natural. You know, people will pull back, but you just, the more you keep going, it'll, it'll rewrite that, that, that on their script, you know, their sitcom of their life, you know, you, that character will, will get rewritten a little bit, you know, and then they'll, yeah. they'll get comfortable with it. And then, yeah, like you said, once they see, man, you know, Dan is looking happier, yeah. and looking, you know, lighter and has, you know, in, in body and in spirit, you know, um, people want a piece of that, you know. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say as well, I think the change is like, it's, it's amazing the change, like, and, and everyone really, like, all around the world, it's really interesting because I think more people are waking up and they're asking them deeper questions. And a big thing for me, I think people have more of a choice now, like, what we want to consume and enter our mind as well in a way. Like, I think you, you can still go on YouTube and you can, like, watch some crap, obviously, but you can also go on and, like, you can come out even six, like, six hours later and you've actually went down, like, a million different rabbit holes and you've come out, like, question your own life and question the nature of reality. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, Absolutely. whenever you're watching uh, like, um, you know, like wedding video fails, you're like, oh, what, yeah. what, is, my, what is my life? Why am where? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I've got to stop watching cat videos. <laughs> I actually watched, uh, found myself. Speaking of that, like one time, I was kind of going down this this YouTube rabbit hole, and uh, I was like, cracking up. I was like, how did I how did I get to this place where I'm watching? I typed in treadmill fails. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But you know, the funny thing is, is that that's good too. You know, that's like in all this this thinking. Like, of course, one of you you're getting into trying to expand your consciousness and kind of find your yourself a bit more and explore these these different themes and thoughts. You know, it, it, you do like riding a bike. Whenever you're falling over one way, in order to make the proper correction, you have to jerk the handlebars really far the other way, or else you wipe out. But once you're kind of riding steadily, if you were to jerk the handlebars of that same force, you would wipe out in the other direction. So, you know, yeah, there yeah. is getting into this, of course, it's good to, to immerse yourself in it. But then over time, once you kind of feel like you've gotten a good footing to continue to learn, yeah, it's like, man, you know, I wouldn't want anyone to get lost, because I, I certainly did over the years, in this idea that you have to extricate any of the, you know, just goofy silly fun shit that makes life fun because that's part of life too you know all of those yeah, things yeah. nothing is mutually exclusive right it's like you know <laughs> I, I i you know i i love to i drink and like listen to super aggressive hip-hop music all the time yeah. you know but that doesn't mean that i can't also teach a room of 60 people meditation for two hours you know <laughs> that yeah. shit it's all part of the same fabric you know yeah, definitely. Before as well, Corey, when you're talking about going down different uh, million rabbit holes, like something that popped in my head, like I wonder if anyone's actually like been on YouTube and then started watching like Kim Kardashian and then like actually went on to watching Alan Watts. I wonder if anyone's actually done that. <laughs> oh, certainly, man. Any, anything that's out there, um, it's happened, right? <laughs> Any scenario has probably yeah. occurred and probably much weirder than that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Corey, why do you think you're a person that questions things differently? Oh, that's um, that's interesting. Um, why do I question things differently? I, I think that, you know, I, I got this. Um, <laughs> I, I just from a very young age, I had this sense of something was something else was going on, you know, in this world, and. I wanted to figure out what it was. Yeah, yeah. And 
a big part of how I began to shift my understanding of, of my own consciousness was by comparison. I would, you know, I got into, whenever I was in my, my teenage years, I got very obsessed. I, I would read books for, you know, hours a day. I was reading everything. I wanted to understand my own mind. And I was reading every, you know, all the philosophy, all the the Eastern philosophy thing of psychology, all these forms of different psychology of neuroscience, um, everything I could get my hands on to yeah, yeah. increase my understanding of being, because I found other topics interesting in life, but I thought that, you know, what's more interesting than the, where the light is coming from that's creating the wattage for our minds themselves, you know? And so, yeah, I always had this sense of like, there's this these these multiple layers. There's these different ways, right? These all these different patterns and these different forms of of thought. And even in school, you know, I I saw like you know you could see the the teachers talking about one thing, and and I started kind of gauging like through their a different way of them talking about one thing. I noticed then another teacher on the same subject could talk about the same thing, but it would kind of be different, right? And it would have these yeah, different yeah. results and these different. I started noticing the different perspectives, and that's kind of an example. And through that contrast, I realized that there was this this kind of wiggle room in in reality, and it made me apply that to everything else and everything in, in life. And I realized that there isn't one way. There's this this difference, you know. And I wanted to figure out what that is. And and the more I, I followed that in my intuition that there was that we're all living in this illusion, the more I um, wanted to discover it within myself. Yeah, I like that. I think because I think we've always got to keep like questioning things all the time, and I think it's amazing how like now we're actually like changing our perception as well of of like what humanity is, even what like the human body and mind is made of as well and capable of. Like even if you just we had like Wim Hof on our podcast and um, like science was saying that he couldn't do the things that he was going to do, and then he like obviously cured himself through like belief in his own mind. And I think like when we really think about like the capabilities of the human body and mind, it's just absolutely amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Yes, it is, <laughs> and <laughs> and undiscovered. You know, it's like we yeah, yeah. we continue to figure out, you know, what's uh, what's making us tick, and and how we're changing, what we're capable of. You know, and and um, I think that will, I think that will continue to be seen. You know, I think we'll, you know, I, I've had experiences personally which have um, made me believe that a lot of things are are potential possible you know um, yeah, yeah. something I've been thinking about a lot recently you know I'll, I'll tend to get these I don't know how you all have have these thoughts but I kind of they sort of settle into my mind you know they kind of it's almost kind of they're coming from from somewhere else and they sort of start yeah, to yeah, slowly yeah. form and settle in and just kind of let them hang out and let them mature you know and one of those thoughts that's been been happening recently is this idea of the the continuum is how I've been calling it in my to myself in my own mind. <laughs> yeah, and um, I feel like the the connectivity of events that are occurring in space time, in physicality, and in our own consciousness, singularly and as a collective, is in this this continuum this this time continuum where yeah. there's all of these layers of one event 
and in each singular event split like a deck of cards down down the center into the layers of that singular event, but it's stretched through time and um it's kind of in this push and pull, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's only with events, as I said, but also with, with all of our consciousnesses. So I feel like through some kind of in my in my I get a sense of this in my astral uh, meditation. There's this continuum of events in time that I've, I'll get this intuition about, and I'll begin to see and become aware of, of um, certain thoughts, certain events, certain um, things, potentialities that end up occurring and uh, fulfilling themselves into reality. That the not only do the, the, these events in our uh, that exist in the continuum, which are things that unfold o, o, and come over the horizon of our minds, and we perceive them as coming into our lives um, linearly in time, they're like stuck and they're shifting in this multi-layered kind of gelatinous um, continuum form. And so, what we do and how we think about them and and how we interact with that continuum can shift and dictate these events that come over the horizon of our mind and into our realities. And that can happen, as I said, again, in physical reality, in consciousness, and amongst several people's consciousnesses simultaneously. Um, And so I will often observe one event in my astral meditation and come feel finalized on that event or this thought or something that, that could occur or something within myself I'd like to, to deal with. And then later I'll have that same moment of confirmation and I'll think, well, I just, I already set that thing and I'll see it. Oh, well I'm, I'm going backwards and kind of re unpeeling. It's almost if you could see this, this orange that's being reverse peeled and it's like, oh, I'm kind of going backwards and dipping back in, into this thing. I'm, I'm adding the peel back to the orange, and I don't need to be doing that because I've already accepted and allowed this, you know, spectral force and this, you know, vibrational um, event to take its shape and to evolve into being and to pass on. Um, so <laughs> I hope that was clear. And um, I know it's a bit of an odd thought, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's something I've been thinking in it about, and it speaks to you're talking about um, how humans are going to continue to evolve and how we will change and how things keep changing and what we're capable of um, will remain to be seen and will unfold over time. Um, I think that that way that I just described it would be also how I see our psychic um, and, and not in the sense of anything woo-woo, but just yeah, the, yeah. you know, the being of our own um, uh, ethereal consciousnesses, and also the physical reality of humans um, mm-hmm. will unfold over time. Mm, that's beautiful. That's great answer. Huh? Yeah, it definitely is, and it's given us a beautiful understanding of like the workings of your own mind as well, Corey, and. Like, I think as well, like, I'm on my own journey of meditation as well. And when I think about it, I feel like my body's in a complete sense of stillness. But yet everything around us is happening, like, 
million miles an hour, like the whole universe. But it's not just on the outside. Even on the inside, where I feel this stillness, there's also like 300 like billion new cells being produced each day. And like 300 million cells dying every minute. And like with so much interaction in our bodies, it sounds like there's some kind of intergalactic cosmic blast which is happening it which is happening inside us as well as outside in the universe, which I think is pretty beautiful. Well yes, it's like um as I said I was talking earlier about universe existing as a fractal. That's very much connected to the continuum idea uh, that I was just talking about. And you look mm-hmm. at the Big Bang. Yeah. Even that idea. regardless if it's you know, become scientifically proven or not, um, as a as a as a metaphor for our own existence and the layers in which uh, our internal and external forms exist, we've got this explosion which creates these smaller, um, the, you know, the cosmos essentially. And then you look at the planet, or you or you could you diagram it a little bit slower. You say, oh, there's a a solar system, and then a planet. And then on that planet, there's a bunch of biological diversity, a bunch of life, and then there's there's seasons and so forth. And then there's there's people and animals, and then there's cells within the people, and then there's you know atoms, and then there's you know neurons, and then strings or you know whichever uh, scientific theory you believe. And the thing is, is that that micro macro existence that's a part that's also a fractal you know is 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 large as our cosmos gets you know looking up towards the big bang and as micro as it gets looking down towards the you know smallest cellular level of our own you know the fabric of what our universe is created of yeah it's all of that and it's yeah they're all interconnected i'm sorry i was just going to say yeah they're all interconnected aren't they right right and that's how we are you know as, as humans we we tend to Look at the universe. We anthropomorphize it, you know, through our human perspective because we are human. But if you can kind of get out of looking at universe as it having anything to do with human consciousness, you know, our human consciousness is just contained within the universe. You know, we we are not uh, the way we see reality and the way we experience reality um, is very, very, very tiny compared to everything else in the universe. But that's the only way we can see it. So we see it through this filter of the human mind, and we think that everything some, some, some way has to do with us for some reason, or is for us. But no, 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 we are a content of a larger universe, you know? Mm-hmm. And if we can kind of get out of that and look at ourselves, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, we're just this continuation, you know, we're just a thread in this cosmic fabric, this continuation of this fractal thing. And that existence, that fractal existence, that goes... That inward, you know, it's it's not the same way that universes. There's no north, west, south, east. If you're floating in the middle of the of space, you know, yeah. that, that's a human thing. There's just space. There's the x y z axis of of space time, you know. And, yeah. and we, but since we're these these biped creatures with binocular vision, we think front, back, left, right you know, up, down, you know, east, west. <laughs> but really it's, you know, and then we apply that way of thinking. Again, we're applying our, our human paradigm to a system, a cosmic system, which has nothing to do with us in the sense of it being created so that we um, can understand it in our, in, in our human way. So we, we look at, we, when we can start to tap into those things you were talking about, like the internal path, you know, the feeling of internal stillness, 
how you are existing in this cosmos which is flowing all around you and you feel still inside. You get a sense of that. You start mapping that that astral world. And um, often you can tell how far someone is into mapping and understanding that world by the way they talk about it. If yeah. you, and this is actually kind of a little a little secret, uh, a little trick, um, a, a gauge in some ways uh, that you can use. So if someone starts talking about the astral world or their internal matrix, um, the spirit matrix, whatever you want to call it, the light matrix, the light world, um, and they start talking about up and they start talking about down and they start talking about left. Oh, well, up there there was a bunch of you know fish, and down there there was all this smoke, and over to over to the right there was all. The, you can see that they're talking about it through this human perspective still, and until you start talking about, you hear people talking about it in a sense of inwards and outwards, and well, you know that they're actually getting into some shit. And good shit, some deep shit. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. wherever you go, I went into this tube. <laughs> you know, I went <laughs> into this tube and seemed to come out into this other layer of the light matrix. And then I went into this other form and I stepped through this this hole, you know, into this other dimension. Then, you know, someone's actually get into some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they're ready to be awakened. That's when the true journey begins. <laughs> right, right, right. I think as well, Corey, like when you were saying before um, about the Big Bang and even just a little bit of bacteria were all interconnected as well. Uh, like the Big Bang, it was something I was fascinated by before by and I was just constantly researching it. And um, I came across loads of different theories about the universe and the... I always wanted to find out the beginning of the universe, like the creation. And I was so obsessed by it. I was like, how did we actually get here? Because there must have been something before the Big Bang. And the more I looked deeper within this, uh, within it, the more I found that everything was already happened before the Big Bang. So there could have been a million Big Bangs, a trillion, a gazillion Big Bangs. But what happens is, is that the expansion of the universe after the Big Bang happens only till a point and then it comes back in just like an elastic band would until it's all comprised again and then another big bang will happen so in the end all i keep thinking about was wow chris hopper Corey allen dan harrison this could be the same conversation we've had a gazillion times over in whatever happens we've just created this universe again in our own different dimension and that is beautiful because when you've got that understanding of the Big Bang, that it's not even the first Big Bang, but it's a one of many, it means that life is endless, really. Like in the whole essence of the universe, it's endless. Obviously, we as human vessels will disintegrate, but the energy of the universe will remain and forever. And that is the beauty which I've found about life. Yeah, 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 potentially. you know. And, and I think that if you... <laughs> if you Got obsessed with the Big Bang and the beginning of the universe. I'm curious, did you also become obsessed with the end of the universe? Um, <laughs> it kind of entwines, really, it does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I, I was just making a joke. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, exactly. It's breathing. You know, where everything's breathing. It's going in and out. You know, the universe is in a state of entropy. You know, and, and the, the, it's, as in how we look at it now, it's constantly expanding. And with our, our tools, our, you know, where we're at with science and humans right now, we can use the tools and the information 
we we have to see and observe the fact that the the cosmos is in a state of entropy, which you know that's kind of a tricky concept for uh, people to understand. But the the easiest way that it's described is you look at a glass of ice water, and over time, what will happen if you set that glass of ice water out on the table is that the ice will melt. You know the 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 atoms that are close together in that which creating that ice in the water will release and will dissipate into that that uh, that glass of water and that's what's happening in the cosmos the universe is just there's a lot of tight atoms that are con- there that are like those pieces of ice that are melting and expanding and that water that the best way to describe that yeah. universe is like if you took a glass of ice water and you poured it on a table and you saw it just kind of and as the ice melted it added more water and so the perimeter of where that water is out on the table expands a little bit more and a little bit more that's basically what the universe is doing and so yeah we're looking at it now but we're only seeing one exhale you know the the the, everything breathes our minds breathe plants breathe the earth is always in a constant state of flux the atmosphere is breathing our galaxy is breathing the universe is taking these breaths. Everything breathes. And so we can, you know, we're charting time. We're these time-binding humans. And so we're like, we see this one, we think the entire course of the universe is just this expansion. But I think we're just seeing an exhale because that's all we can chart. We came online, yeah. you know, as a species and during the middle of an exhale. And, uh Yeah. I, I see no reason why it wouldn't, con, you know, uh, contract and expand and just continue to do that. Um, but I, I do like to think about there being no universe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, now let's go deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no, but why? That's no less weird than there being a universe. Mm. You know, like the fact that we exist is just as fucking weird to me as the fact that the idea of there not being a universe. Like what? Why the why is there the universe? Why the fuck is there all these planets and all these weird like there's a gaseous planet there's pl- there's stars that are just on fire like the sun is just a fucking raging nuclear furnace that's going to explode one day like why is that necessary you know like why did why did that all come to being and why is there this weird goldilocks planet that's got this perfectly balanced you know biological a uh, system that allows life and and like plants and water. Why the fuck does carbon and hydrogen exist? And why is there like a bubble around our planet which is keeping all of the air in, like the atmosphere, so that all of the life inside of it can continue to exist? And then there's also like, but then it's this self-sustaining system of you know oxygen coming in and getting turned into carbon dioxide, you know, and, and coming out, and then that you know trees breathe that in and then breathe that oxygen. And it's this like self-contained, perfect system. It's like, why the fuck is all that necessary? None of this needs to be here, <laughs> you know. Yeah, definitely. I think as well before, like, well, obviously we're talking about loads of different deep stuff, and it's going all over the place. But even like when we're talking about the Big Bang, like even like what the human body and mind is capable of, like talking about regenerating ourselves, like through replacing the cells, like that's what leads you to that question of like, what are we, and then what like, and what is it bit to be human? Yeah, you know what I mean? That's the sure. that's the amazing that's the amazing thing about it. And that's what it all leads to. Yeah, I mean, just why? You know, what what is it to be human? You know, I mean, what do you guys think it is to be human? Oh, wow! <laughs> I think it's the whole 
the beginning of love because we're really understanding love and we're expressing it. And when you express love, then you get an understanding of what humanity is and how we were all born in in from love, which I like to think we are, and how we all how we're all interconnected through love for one another. And how do you define love? That is a really powerful question. <laughs> you put me on the spot. Oh right? man! Well, you know, it's and it's it's but, know, um, it's one of those things that um, is it's a difficult thing to answer because yeah. it's such a you know it's semantically jam packed word full of of, mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, it's so it's so multi multidimensional because I think the, mm. the word in itself, love. Is is like a completely multi-dimensional word, and it means so many different things for so many different people as well. Exactly. Mm. That's why I asked you how you define. It. I'm curious. You know, you talk yeah. about the, the the you know what it means to be human is this this birth yeah. of love, and and that's what we're here for. So I'm curious what your what is that thing? How do you define that? You know, what is that mm. thing that um, you think that we're kind of generating and mm. passing along? Yeah, I think I think that's, I think as well. That is the beauty that. We can't define it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just do you gauge it. So how you chart that in the map of your own consciousness is a feeling. Is that is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if it's just a feeling, but I'm sure it's just it's human. That's what I feel. It is. You can't well, deny what love is. Like even even evil has love. I, I would say that you're doing a perfect job at describing um, exactly how I define that. You know, I, I think that, that you look at the word love and you say, a lot of people will go, oh, I love this couch and I love, you know, my the whatever football team and I love coffee. But, you know, that's not, that, that's not what it means. And, and yeah, love yeah. also isn't a oopy goopy, you know, greeting card type of thing either. It's none of that. that that's all the... Um, the baggage and the you know the symbols that people have applied to it because it is such a, a rich and hard to define word. But what I believe love is 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 exactly that. It's an energy. It's the the, the energy of which all of the cosmos exists on. It's it's kind of the battery for all things. And it and again, it's not an oopy goopy type of thing. It's just this force. It's life. You know, and that's why whenever I was cutting away and, and asking you, well, is it a feeling? It's because, yes, that's what it is. It is that feeling, the thing that courses through you, that it transcends language because it, it is beyond language. We can't a- attach one of our silly little mouth symbol sounds to something like that because yeah, it's, so yeah, yeah. it's so much greater than that. It's a transcendent thing. And so, yeah, that feeling that you're talking about, the affirmation, the, just the feeling of life that can course through you, yes, I think that that's what love is and that we are certainly here to continue to um, churn and create that and, and propagate that feeling. Whenever I was, um, I, I did some ayahuasca ceremonies uh, in the rainforest several years ago, and that was one of the things that, that was told to me. Yeah. Was that I was shown a um, infinite river of neon mandalas, you know, and that river was the source. That was the source of the all. And the um, point of our being as humans was it takes this line, this, this code, a strip of those Niamandalas, and it comes down and it's woven through each and every one of us. 
and were not necessarily aware of it um, as it was described to me uh, in the in the ceremony or not in the ceremony, excuse me, but in my you know astral uh, experience. So humans are like uh, drivers that are unaware they have a passenger, and we have this yeah. line of code in us, and that code is that energy, and that energy is what love is, and we're here um, to perfect the cosmic mass equation of infinity, and that you know that energy is love. So it's coming down. It's in each of us as our bodies come up. We go, you know, there's Dan. He's this yeah. blob of meat that's going to move through space time for. You know, 70 or 80 years, hopefully longer. And uh, you've got this energy, this force of of love running through you. And uh, your journey will hopefully, you know, um, increase that that energy, you know. And then as you when your body goes away, when it goes back into, you know, the, the dirt, then that line of energy, that vibration will go back into the source and then it will come back again in some other form. That's one of we started this conversation yeah. That's the same, same, exactly what I was describing about my pre-birth thing. Is all those vibrationals coalescing into this thing that squirts out into, you know, something that we can call a, a person, and um, it'll do the inverse at some point. Yeah, uh, when you're talking about the blob of energy, like I, I, I think that all the time. When I, every single day when I look at myself in the mirror, I just think, like, what the hell is this meat sack? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good thought to have. I think I, yeah. I laugh at that with probably. Probably once a day. I don't know. Maybe once every other day. It's yeah. so weird to look in the mirror and just get a sense of like, how am I that thing? How am yeah. I, I the eye in quotes is in there? The fuck. I know, but I think it's beautiful as well, though, Corey. That when you do look at yourself and you think, holy shit, I am a human being. Huh. I, how on earth yeah. does this happen? And like, what else is there to do, man? I've just got to embrace this because I'm not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Well, what I've got right now is an opportunity to live life how this vessel wants to be lived. Yeah. And let's do that at the full potential because whatever's going to be thrown at my way, when you've got this newfound um, way of looking at life, then you are life in my in my well, sense. Ab- absolutely. That's the thing. Um, you know, whenever a person begins to investigate the idea of of carrying that love energy, I call that the, like the heart mind. You know, that's where that, that love energy really can can be felt and can can coalesce and when a person gets a sense of that energy um it's quite natural to try and draw it in you know and to try and uh, you get in you can get into these kind of parlor tricks with yourself um because you think it's something that you're holding um but really what it is is the more you drill down you see oh actually like a sewing needle the eye of a sewing needle is my heart and the thread is that string of energy and love moving through the cosmos and weaving through that pin eye hole in my heart. Yeah. And whenever you zoom out a little bit further than that, one can then realize that actually that love and that thing that I feel inside me is actually everything. And it is in all things. It's the, the very fabric of our of our cosmos, the air... It's not even objects. It's it's everything that reality and the universe is constructed of is that love energy. And whenever you you feel that and you go, oh yeah, it's actually it's not me. I'm not holding that energy. It's not coming into me. It's coming through me. Then you start to let go and you start to allow. And then you start to go, hey, you know what? 
I am actually not holding this energy, but I am a screen. I'm like this window screen and I'm in this ocean of love energy and you just let go, empty yourself and allow the energy to just pass through you. And whenever you do that, you stop trying to harness or, or you stop identifying, you know, your personality connect. You start, stop applying your ego to, yeah. to that love and you just allow it to be this, um, as I said, you're this screen in which that love passes through. And whenever you do that, you go, oh, wait a second. I just transcended duality. That means you're actually one with everything. That's what that means. Yeah, I like that. It's a beautiful answer, by the way. Corey, as well, um, like obviously in this podcast, we've, like, we've touched quite a bit like on the human body and mind and obviously like the capabilities. But I was like wondering what's your thoughts? Like, what do you think like, we'll see like, in the next 50 years in terms of like the human body and mind's capabilities? Well, I mean, I'm a man of, you know, half. <laughs> I, I like half scientific materialism and half um, crazy cosmic philosophy. Um, so I sort yeah. of. Anything I say, I, I would, you know, obviously it's just conjecture uh, and fun. But in the next 50 years, well, let me think backwards. It's 2016. So, you know, if I'm thinking um, in the 60s, uh, 1960s, think about how different life is from then to it is now. And then try and apply that, you know, with the exponential curve of information increase that's uh, happened over then and time compression. How will that continue to increase? I think, um, you know, we're already in a singularity. So in 50 years, um, I think that people are going to look really weird because the ability to stop, not stop aging, but but reduce it dramatically and uh, reverse the effects of it will will yeah. become, for, for people with money, it will become... Uh, really freaky and so people will live much longer and look much younger much longer um i think that what will happen in in a in a world sense is that the the countries and humanity will begin to cross-pollinate and blend more and more and more into a world population um because as more people continue to exist on this planet we get all get pushed closer together as the internet connectivity and so forth uh, continues to increase it just connects us all more and more it removes those physical borders you know and and, and uh, it creates this kind of world society i think really we'll all become a lot more a lot more similar in this way and um yeah you know i, I think things will just get deeper and deeper and more complex you know for the human thing in good ways and in bad ways you know yeah I like that. Corey, something, something um, else I wanted to touch on as well. Um, obviously, I know like yourselves, like ourselves, you've obviously got your own podcast as well, and like you've interviewed some like world, like some of the best like conscious like thought leaders, like artists, and like world shakers as well. I was wondering, like, what what do you feel like are, are the one or two things that they're doing differently? Well, it's a funny way to frame that question because they're just friends of mine, but I guess they are. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. all you've got all the best friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. I think you know it's 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 aw- awesome and it's it's wonderful to have uh, friends like that. And I would say the thing that they're doing different is they're listening to their intuition and actually following it. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, a really powerful thing. You know that the and it's hard. 
it's really hard, you know. I mean, a lot of people, it's 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 tough to believe in yourself, and it's and it's not a matter of some again some um, kind of characterized version of that. But you know, it's hard to go. You know what? I gonna believe what I'm feeling, and not believe in a dogmatic sense, but I'm gonna trust what I'm feeling. It's like how you get into exercise, you know, um, and you maybe you've never worked out before and then you start kind of getting into exercise and you go, oh, my body's craving exercise. I want to work out. And then yeah. sometimes you feel a little tired and a little like fatigued and you say, you know what? I need to listen to my body. I need to just kind of take a day off and make sure I eat something healthy. And um, the same goes for the, you know, the intellect and the, you know, if you want to call it the spirit or, you know, our soul, however you want to define that or term it, is listening to your intellect and your heart mind in the same way that you would listen to your body, you know, yeah. and trusting in it and trusting in it and following it. And that's what I think um, those people uh, and myself are, are doing that might be a bit different is actually listening to our, our heart minds and our, um, our, our intuition, our intellectual intuition and, and following that, you know, yeah, I liked how you said that because um, it's similar to what I've thought as well. Like some that I've gotten from the guests that we've had on and interviewed, like the understanding, the, like they're aware of their own thought, and in a sense, it's like they understand the power of thought. Mm-hmm. And, and I think by just having that system in place, like you can by observing your own thought, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we do? You guys want to do a quick observe your own thought exercise? Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Cool. So. <clears throat> so every so all right. So just kind of if you if we close our eyes and we we picture in our mind, we visualize ourselves sitting in this room, whatever room you're in, you just kind of picture yourself sitting there, what you look like. Imagine there's a camera, you know, outside of your body, a couple of feet in front of your your body, a couple of feet above your head, just kind of looking at you. What is that camera seeing? It's seeing you sitting there in your chair. It's seeing all of the the room around you. It's seeing, you know, how your body's touching the chair. And you just get this sense of there you are. There you are just sitting there breathing, right? And then you kind of notice that as you just sit there kind of breathing, you begin to realize that perhaps the silhouette of your body and where it meets the rest of the room is not necessarily a division. Maybe it's all a part of one collective, natural entity, one force. And we take that camera and move it further into our minds. It zooms in from looking at our bodies sitting in this room to looking into our minds. And we just kind of start to watch like a river, our thoughts flowing. They're restless. There's all these fragments and they're all coming. But we just kind of use that camera and just observe these pieces. And instead of letting those things overwhelm us and letting all of those thoughts overtake, you just see what they are, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Let them flow on. Still just looking through that, that camera and just kind of picturing all of your thoughts that are coming up, anything I'm saying or you're 
your your sensing and your thinking as I'm even talking right now, all these different pieces, you just see them come and just watch them go. That camera perspective in our minds is a way that we can zoom out and get out of the river of our own consciousness. And it, it is a tool to observe our own thoughts and not get overwhelmed by them. You know, we can use that way of thinking, the invoking of the witness mind to observe our stream of consciousness and take a step back and just allow our thoughts to come, acknowledge them and allow them to go. Instead of getting wrestled around in the water, you know, and getting knocked over by the waves. So anytime that you guys or any of your listeners are feeling particularly um, frustrated, feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling out of touch, you can just do that exercise. You can sit and just take, take a couple of breaths. They don't have to be deep breaths. You're not doing anything special. You're just breathing naturally. Just allow your, your breath to be how it wants to be. And just start zooming out. And just see yourself sitting there. See that everything's just peaceful in the room you're in. You know, all of that all of that 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 fury of thought, it's all happening inside. And then you just zoom that camera in and allow yourself to just kind of see your thoughts and let them flow on. You know. Wow, Corey, Corey, that was absolutely amazing. And to be honest with you, I think I'm going to listen back to that about a hundred times myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Because that was amazing. I was, I was, had my eyes closed there, and I was just absolutely zoned out. <laughs> Beautiful. I didn't even zoned in. Yeah, zoned in. Yeah. <laughs> it's both. Zoned out. Zoned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think though, like when you when you did that, I think it was amazing. And thank you so much for that, because obviously that's going to be so much value for our listeners as well. It was amazing. But I think as well, like even just we're thinking about it now, like I think the ability to like observe observe our thoughts and like in order to gain better control of our consciousness is just so powerful, and it's an absolute mind meld within itself as well. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Yeah, and it's it's to be played with. It's you know we should have fun. You know, like we should have fucking fun in life. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's it's easy, and I mean, life is life is tough, man. It's tough being a person, you know. This, is, and as you get older, um, I'm not sure how old you guys. I'm 34, you know. And as you get older, it's just like it just it just gets harder and harder in a lot of ways. You know, shit, yeah. life is heavy, but life was also really light, you know. And and it's it's easy to get piled up on and and just kind of get snowed under with with shit, but. Uh, it's a really helpful thing to remember to to take a moment to pause and treat ourselves with just having some fucking fun, whether that be a, you know a thought experiment or going out and doing something for yourself, treating yourself, or just giving yourself some time, you know, to just kind of to kind of screw around and fuck off and just kind of enjoy being yeah. a person. Um, you know, we're always on the grind, you know, always doing stuff, always doing stuff. So it's good to play with our minds as well the shit's elastic let's see how far we can stretch it before it snaps <laughs> that's warm enough first though yeah stretch longer yeah Corey, absolutely lo- i love that but Corey, just to end like to end this podcast it, this is probably another big question but just to end this podcast i was wondering like what's your thoughts like what do you think's like the next stage in like human evolution um 
I on a physical level, or you mean just as a collective, or as a collective? Um, I I don't know, man. I think that we'll just continue to increase our self awareness. That seems to be the path we've been on, you know. As we were little, uh, you know, I, I, maybe you guys can notice a, a good way to I use to project forward is to look back and to see where we where we've been, and then I think backwards, and then it allows me to think forwards. But you know, look at we were think of Kubrick's Space Odyssey 2001. You know, think of that monkey with the bone. You know, smashing. <laughs> you know, um, that's where we were at one point, and now we're here. Um, it's been this continuous unfolding and revealing of our own self-awareness. I think that's just going to continue. And what that looks like, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. You know, I, I have no idea. But, um, you know, um, I, I think we will continue to gain a greater perspective on ourselves and yeah. on, on humanity. And um, hopefully, I believe it will uh, take a positive turn, you know, is that as we seem to be evolving, we seem to be, obviously there's still a lot of negative shit and um, pain and war and famine and, and all of that in the world. And, um, but if you look at maybe 500 years ago, we are, uh, you know, to some degree, I believe we're less barbaric now um, as, a, as a society. Um, obviously there's a lot of parts of our culture that are not, but, we have evolved in some ways, and I hope that continues and that over time, you know, whether it be 50, 100, 500 years, um, the same way that we look back now at people in, you know, um, the ancient eras hacking each other apart with swords and spears and stuff like that, how we look at that now is, as completely barbaric hopefully we'll evolve to where we can look back at some of the things we're doing now in the same way and continue to increase the harmony of the human consciousness, you know, as a collective, because in music, you know, as you, the, the harmonic energy in one note, you know, you have a vibration of one note on a piano, but if you play two notes together, those two, those two vibrations excite each other and create more energy and so forth and so forth. And they stack on each other. And I hope that our frequency of our human consciousness continues to do that very thing. Yeah, I completely agree, Corey. Yeah, survive it. <laughs> really was. And I, like, I just think as well, like, right now we've created another frequency for people to join on. And that's what's going to be beautiful is because right now we are becoming the next stage of human evolution. We are doing what needs to be done right here in this moment to provide for the future that the future will be beautiful because right now we're making this moment beautiful. That's and uh, Coriel, sorry. <laughs> yes, I mean absolutely. And you know, the thing, the the, I, I agree with you. And the thing about life is that like, the dude that's also dealing crack to a a single mother of five that's on welfare. He's also a part of that same fabric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's it sounds weird, but um, we're all doing, um, regardless of if what we're doing, we're all doing what needs to be done for this thing to exist in the way it needs to exist. And yeah. um, I'm glad that that our experience in this particular paradigm, as far as you and uh, and me, 
is a, is a pleasurable one, and we, we get to be on a um, a positive and enjoyable, mostly enjoyable side of that coin. Yeah, yeah but we're not doing that. anything special. That's what I'm trying yeah, to put yeah. across. We're not fucking yeah, special. I, I, I love that, that. Like the way I think about it sometimes, Corey, is that we're all we're all the same, but we're just living different lives. Certainly, certainly. different playing different characters and playing different roles. That's mm-hmm. all it is. We're, we're, we're fulfilling. <laughs> we're doing what we need to be doing, you know. But there's nothing precious about it, you know. We're not better. No, no one who's no one who reads a book on mindfulness is any better than someone who is a heroin addict, you know. Yeah, definitely. There's there is no spiritual hierarchy, you know. It's like we're all we're all part of this one force. And um, to, to think that we're doing some some work that's uh, in some way, you know, heroic or great, I, I think would be a great um, a detriment to the work itself. We're true, true, true. Simply doing work, you know. Oh, far too true. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's beautiful, man, when you have a look at it like that. Well, so, Corey, the path is slippery, my man. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's up to us to escape on looking up and hopefully gain our balance in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Corey, uh, the last thing we've just got to ask you is where can people find you and what you're currently working on? Well, come on over to Corey-Allen.com, C-O-R-Y-A-L-L-E-N.com. Um, that's where you can see some of my music uh, and uh, my podcast is is there, The Astral Hustle. Um, a lot of great guests, my my friends, we... We have some really cool, really fun conversations. Uh, there's also some solo uh, podcasts on there that I, I've done quite a few of those where I just kind of stream of consciousness talk. Um, on Check me out on the, the Facebook page for that is uh, Facebook-TheCoreyAllen. Um, my Twitter is underscore Corey Allen. And yeah, that's about it. You can come check it out. Check out some music. Check out some uh, um, podcasts and all that type of good shit. And... Um, Release, release some binaural beats with my friend Aubrey Marcus um, about six months ago, which those are tones uh, and in music sounds that I compose, which entrain the brainwave frequency and can get your brain, help your brain get into different brainwave states. Um, those are at Aubrey Marcus's website, and we're just about to release a new volume of those. Um, I just completed them and handed over all the assets, so those will be uh, uh, available soon, and th- that will be a, a, a flow pack. That's what people wanted. Was uh, there was one track for Focus in the last one, yeah, yeah. and people really liked that. So I made a, a, a four tracks all for Focus, um, and then even further down the pipeline, there is a um, I'm partnering with with Aubrey um, to make a meditation online course. So he is making a course for. Um, for business, it's called Go For Your Win. It's an online course, and uh, you, you'll be able to um, interact with him and um, have all of the course material. It's uh, you know it's several weeks, and um, that's going to be about business and kind of finding your your path. My course will be about meditation, um, increasing your awareness, and living a more mindful life. And um, we'll be you know co-promoting those and, and hypothetically releasing those at the same time. So those will be out, you know, in in several months. Um, but and I'm also working on a new new record right now, um, which is getting really. I was just recording, as I told you guys, I was recording a bunch of uh, cello in my studio yeah. right before I got on with you guys, and a bunch of you know crazy Moog synthesizer, and also it sounded like a 
beautiful ensemble in outer space right now. So we'll see how that, that hashes out. So, yeah, lots of cool shit and um, more things coming. Yeah, you've, Corey, you've definitely provided us with some cool shit on this podcast. And I'd just like to say thank you so much for being an absolute epic guest. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for inviting me. I really um, am. It's been a, a lovely a pleasure to speak with you both. Uh, wonderful chat. And I'm so glad that you all invited me, reach, uh, reached out to me. And I'm glad that we did it. I really hope that anyone listening could take anything away um, that might be useful or at the very least i hope that some of that shit i was saying made people laugh <laughs> because that's really that's really in my opinion um another little secret i joke about the secrets of mind on my podcast one of the <laughs> secrets of mind is uh, that laughter is actually the purest form of presence and awareness too true uh, too true Corey. and it's like you say ken thank you so much for being an absolute awesome guest thank you Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you, guys. This is therefore to say that transformation of human consciousness through meditation is frustrated. So long as we think of it in terms of something that I myself can bring about, by some kind of wangle, by some sort of gimmick. Because, you see, that leads to endless games of spiritual one-upmanship and of guru competitions, of my guru is more effective than your guru, my yogas are faster than your yoga, I'm more aware of myself than you are, I'm humbler than you are, I'm sorrier for my sins than you are, I love you more than you love me. This interminable goings-on about which people fight and wonder whether they are a little bit more evolved than somebody else and so on. All that can just fall away. And then we get this strange feeling that we have never had, you see, in our lives, except occasionally by accident. Some people get a glimpse that we are no longer this poor little stranger and afraid in a world it never made. But that you are this universe and you are creating it at every moment. Because you see, it starts now. It didn't begin in the past. There was no past. See, if the universe began in the past, when that happened, it was now. See, well, it's still now. And the universe is still beginning now, and it's trailing off like the wake of a ship from now. And that wake of the ship fades out, so does the past. You can look back there to explain things, but the explanation disappears. you never find it there. Things are not explained by the past. They're explained by what happens now. That creates the past. And it begins here. That's the birth of responsibility. Because otherwise, you can always look over your shoulder and say, well, I'm the way I am because my mother dropped me. And she dropped me because she was neurotic because her mother dropped her. Now away we go back to Adam and Eve or to a disappearing monkey or something. We never get at it. But... In this way, you're, you're faced with it, you're doing all this. 
that's an extraordinary shot. So, cheer up. You can't blame anyone else for the kind of world you're in. And if you know, you see that I, in the sense of the person, the front, the ego, really doesn't exist, then it won't go to your head too badly if you wake up and discover that you're God. Thanks guys for taking time out your day to boost your consciousness. But guys, we really need your help. If you're loving the podcast, please pop over and leave us a review and tell us what you think. And also, don't forget to head over to our website at ascendbodymind.com and check out our amazing gallery of other great episodes. Thank you and have a great day and join us next week in the next episode. Peace 